Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to the show. One hour of hurricane sports conversation. And so a quick one-hour tour of University of Miami sports for you. Kind of a broadcaster's night. My broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr., in one second. And then uh, my baseball broadcast partner, Wicho Hernandez, at 620. We're going to talk University of Miami baseball. Canes are playing right about now against FIU. Wicho and I will have a very important three-game series coming up against Duke on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And then Joe Rose. Um, we're going to hear from Joe Rose. Um, a lot of things going on in the ACC. A lot of moving parts uh, they're having their administrative meetings in Amelia Island. A lot of discussion about seven schools trying to find a way out. Miami being included in one of those. There is no way out. Uh, so we'll get Joe's take on that. Don and I are going to talk about it, talk about it here momentarily. So all of that coming up here in our uh, one-hour tour of University of Miami sports. So uh, let's begin with my broadcast partner, Don Bailey Jr. DBJ, good evening. How are you? I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you for uh, having me join you in segment number one tonight. Yeah, you're the leadoff hitter. Baseball about ready to lead off against FIU. Big weekend series, well, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So uh, maybe I'll see you and um, the lovely Priscilla this weekend for, and you're gonna have a Josie shake. You know, you know, Josie. If if we're in if we're in Miami, we're at a, we're at a baseball game. We're, we're 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 very quiet but loyal fans to the baseball program. All right, so we have a lot of things to talk about personnel wise uh, with the Hurricanes football program. Uh, every day, Mario is adding somebody. Coach Cristobal adding somebody from the transfer portal. Their roster looks a lot different today than it did the night we did the spring football game. Uh, most recently, Hurricanes went to work uh, on trying to add some speed and size at wide receiver. Junior college transfer Shamar Kirk, six foot one, uh, two years of junior college ball in California, fifteen touchdowns in two years. Tyler Harrell, a Dade County player, uh, transferred around a little bit, played at Alabama, was hurt there, uh, played at Louisville. A lot of speed. The number that jumps out at me is, I don't know how you do this, he averaged 29 yards a catch at Louisville two years ago. So two new receivers to add to the Miami uh, wide receiver position. So, Joe, I think that was a, a huge position of need uh, that we was indicated throughout the entire season last year. And then when you, when you break it down, Miami 
really did lack in the big play. And a lot of that had to do with the receivers. You know, they, they got Colby that came on about midseason. And, you know, he was really, when I go back and, and rethink what we saw in the spring, Colby Young is a guy that completely transformed his body. You know, Coach Feld and that strength training and nutrition team has done a great job with him with his hard work. So you go out and you address your position of need. And you, and you have two receivers. One of them is a blazer. And both of them have been productive. Both of them were uh, have been in big games and have played for big programs. And I think that that's important because you need the portal guys that are coming in right now. They need to come in and make an impact. And that's what Coach Cristobal knows. He knows that his team has got to be better at that position, and they have upgraded it. They've added depth. They've added size. They've added competition. And they've added speed. Well, Tyler Harrell as I mentioned, 29 yards a catch. So he had to have some big plays in there. He caught 18 passes for 523 yards. If he averages 29 yards a catch this season, uh, University of Miami is going to score a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you you and I will both sign the paper for half of that, right? I think, I think you're, you're right. But, you know, that, that really, when you think back last year, the, the big play element is what was missing. Two years ago, when Tyler had such a great season, he had Rambo, and Rambo was, was the big play guy, and he had Harley, and Harley was the underneath, the slot guy, and that combination produced one heck of a football team and a very explosive offense, an offense that got Rhett Lashley hired as a, as a head coach. So, yeah. you know, you've got Coach Dawson, who I'm sure was, you know, stomping his feet and pounding his hands about, I need some speed and I need some size on the outside to make this thing work. At, at, at its maximum effect, and they are going out doing that. Added an edge player, another edge player by the name of Anthony Campbell uh, from yeah. Louisiana Monroe. Now, I'm going to uh, say that I've never seen Anthony Campbell play one down. Not yet, anyway. But what jumps out at me, and, I, and one of the reasons why I, I like this signing without ever seeing, seeing him play a down, and hopefully it comes to fruition, I just look at a defensive lineman who's six foot seven. And at the very least, when you're six foot seven, you get your arms in the air and into passing lanes, and you create havoc. You're uh, you, you've hit a bullseye with that. I, I think the big thing with him is that he has some size to where he can bump down inside. And really, when you when you think about the dynamics of football and line of scrimmage play, when you've got a guy that has the wingspan and the height and the girth that he has. You take the whole middle away, and I think that's where they're going to use him because that he's he's, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer that speed on the outside is very very helpful. You know, it's a long way to the quarterback if you're a defensive end. If you're in the middle, you got a direct pass, and if you can't get there, you're in the size that he has, he can disrupt the entire play. So I think that's where they're going to put, see. We're going to see him rotate in quite a bit is on that interior. I've always said. Find a defensive lineman who is huge. Get his arms up. And uh, you get a lot of deflections and uh, forces quarterbacks to alter their path. They're just a real pain in the neck. So hopefully we'll be right on that one. Uh, Jay Allen, since we last spoke, uh, University of Miami trying to help themselves out. Coach Cristobal, they go for a running back pickup, uh, Jay Allen, a running back from Nebraska. Seems to check a lot of boxes. He does. The thing that is nice about him when I was studying him, Joe, is that he 
you know, he's a real four-star guy who, who came on kind of late his senior year. And Nebraska was darn near having a parade for him when they signed him. And I, and I you know, what we've learned, and again, we've been reminded again, I think we've learned it, but we've been reminded again, is you really don't have enough facts. We thought last year the room was going to be crowded. We thought last year that, you know, we've got everything we need. That's a position of strength. At the end of the year, you look at it and says, my God, we, it, it was tough. We couldn't get through it. So there's, in my mind, there's that position is very similar to the receivers. You had a little more stability, but you lost a couple guys to the portal, and you needed to reload it. But Miami is going to need to run the football to help the passing game, and the passing game is going to have to help the run game. I mean, it's, it's very simple, and nothing has changed in 100 years of football. But you bring a, a dynamic player in who has got a year under his belt, who was at a big-time program, who was involved in a, a strength and conditioning program that has been at the top of the list through, through really the history of college football when you think about when strength and conditioning came in. And you add that because you got a couple freshmen coming in that are going to be given a chance to participate, and you don't know how they're going to come along. You don't know if they're going to be on the fast track or, or if they're going to need a year to develop. You've hedged your bet with Allen coming in. Now, now I should mention he did suffer an injury last year, uh, which knocked him out for the entire year after three games. Did run for for about 190 yards, but supposed to have really good hands and a guy that can help you also uh, in the passing game. Two weeks ago, we talked about the cornerback position, and I went through this. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys at cornerback, and now they added uh, went back to the portal and added a tenth in uh, Jadeus Richard, transfer from uh, Vanderbilt, who is going to have several years of eligibility remaining. So I don't know if any of these guys are going to be dynamic. Perhaps they will. But it seems like now, at least at the very least, you're going to have some safety in numbers. And I don't think you'll have a gigantic drop-off when one guy leaves the field and somebody else comes in. Well, here, here's how you look at that position in my mind. Everybody thinks corner and the, the immediate number comes is two. But then you go to nickel, and then you go to dime, and now you're at four. So, you know, four, you have four guys, and you're too deep across the board. That puts you right at eight. But you also have a couple of those guys are, are, are big enough to where they might be able to pop over and help you at safety as, as well. The other factor is, and Coach Cristobal is a big proponent of this, and, you know, we probably haven't talked about it enough. He is, at heart, a special teams guy. And a lot of those corners can help you in every, on every single special team. And I think that's important to note. I think it's important to realize that you, you add size and speed and, and quickness to your special teams groupings, and it pays off. But more importantly, you did add depth at the corner, and they've built depth at receiver. They've added some depth at running back. They've added depth at, uh, in the secondary, and they've also added a defensive line. Yeah, Richard did play in 11 games uh, for Vanderbilt, and much like Allen, the same as Allen, he's from Louisiana, which I find interesting. The University of Miami's had pretty good success in the past with uh, players coming from Louisiana. He's a big kid for a corner, 6'1", 191. So like I mentioned in the past, you don't play cornerback at Alabama unless you're 6'1", 190 pounds. So well, uh, he, this kid comes in at 6'1", 191. 
And here's the thing: you got a defensive coordinator from Louisiana, so don't. Right. There, there's yeah. a guy that that knows that area, a guy that has recruited that area, and I like the fact that you're getting somebody from the Southeastern Conference. It, whether it's Vanderbilt, he played all those those great football teams, and he saw great speed. The uh, the roster. Uh, I always say this: that uh, one of the the primary jobs. Uh, the caretaker of the University of Miami, whoever that might be, is roster management. And right now, that's Coach Cristobal. And that's primarily where he's spending all of his time on roster management. Uh, I think the roster is probably in better shape today than it was this time last year. At least I hope so. Well, I think I know. I'm not even, I, I know this because I saw it at practice. I know that the players that are here now that were in spring practice – approached every day differently than the people that were here a year ago. They're more mature. They're bigger. They're stronger. They're faster. But they also have a clear view of what their head coach expects from them on the field, off the field, and in the training room, in the weight room, and what it's going to take to be the type of football team that everybody envisions here. And that message is now everybody that's here for the most part has either been through it or been told about it or saw it. There's really no surprise that's left. And I think that that's what's, I think that that's the big, big, big advantage Miami's going to have this year from last year is they know what to expect. They know what to expect the first week of practice, the last week of practice in the summer. They know what to expect in the meetings. They know how we're going to travel. We know how we're going to eat. We know what we're going to do. And we know what's going to happen on how we're going to pre- prepare to win football games. Uh, and I look at uh, well, we just went over the wide receivers. So you got to believe with the latest additions from the transfer portal and recruiting, we saw Washington and Joseph in the spring, uh, com- uh, along with the guys that were already on the roster. You've got more competition and you've got more variety. I go to your wheelhouse, the offensive line where you've got Lee at center. A lot of people think he could be an NFL guy. Cohen, uh, uh, a lot of people think he's going to be high pick in the NFL. Then you have Jalen Rivers, who we very much like. You love as Cooper. And then you have Maui Go as a five-star player. You have Zion Nelson still trying to figure it out if he's able to get back into that rotation. You might be seven or eight deep with quality offensive linemen. Well, you know, we, we probably, I think we started three centers or four centers last year, if you really <laughs> if right. played them, and, and, and that was out of need. And, you know, you need to have – you need to, to go in with at least eight. I mean, that's an NFL number. In, in college, you know, I'd like to have, you know, 10 or 12 guys that can go. Um, and, you know, Matt Lee is a bona fide NFL candidate. Uh, Cohen – is certainly uh, an extra-large. If we were playing with large guys last year, we're playing with extra-large there with him now. And, you know, the one that really is is an interest to me and I hope comes back and picks up where he left off is Zion Nelson. He's, you know, he, he didn't go through spring. He didn't play much last year, Got you know, got a little bit of playing time. And we need him, Joe, because – you know, you can talk about the two five-star freshmen. They're freshmen. Zion Nelson went through that. 
he was a guy that, you know, two years ago at this time, we're thinking that he's going to be a first round or second round draft pick. And he struggled giving up a half, uh, gave up a dozen sacks, I think, as a freshman. So as good as you can be as a freshman, you're still going to have some struggles. And I think that it's important to get him back. I think it's important that the, the freshman offensive alignment that they bring in, that they get reps this year because we're going to have some spots open up and open up quickly. And both of those freshmen had an outstanding spring. Uh, you know, I think that uh, when you look at, at Samson, uh, he was a guy that um, came from a smaller school, wasn't exposed to the, to the type of competition at, as well as the other guy. And, you know, it, it affected him. But I think overall that area is going to get better. We know that, you know, your head coach is committed to it. And I think you have the best offensive line coach in America in Alex Mirabal. Uh, the ACC is having their spring meetings, and one of the things that came out of it is, uh, kind of known this for a while, but you have the uh, Magnificent Seven, Miami, Florida State, Clemson, Virginia Tech, Virginia, North Carolina, North Carolina State, kind of pounding their fists on the table saying, we need to, we need to find some other ways here to generate revenue. This isn't good enough. We're falling too far behind the Big Ten and the SEC, uh, so we've got to figure some things out. I thought you know, two years ago, uh, or maybe last year, that they would try to absorb some of these Pac-12 teams. Maybe they'd be really creative and go with uh, ACC East, ACC West, try to absorb an Oregon and a Washington, uh, maybe a Colorado, teams that uh, might be in play. But it seems like they're drifting toward, if you do well in football and basketball, you do well... uh, in the standings, you you have success, then more money will go your way. Well, they're businessmen, aren't they? I mean, yeah. I think every businessman throughout every day and every quarter and, and every year, you try and find out a way to generate more revenue. And the cost has gone up tremendously. The, the cost for staffs, whether it doesn't matter what sport it is, but you know, you look at the cost of a head coach, you look at the cost of coordinators, you look at the cost of everything that is involved. It has gone up. And unfortunately, the ACC, uh, the teams did not are not in a position to really uh, negotiate. They're still in a long-term deal. Um, and they've got to figure out how to make more, more money because money is how you are competing right now. It's, can you offer uh, more and in, 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 in to the players, can you offer more in facilities? Can you offer more on game time? And something's going to break, Joe. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is. We've all done our, our bit of speculating. You and I have spent countless hours trying to figure out what's going to happen. I can tell you at some point something's going to happen because nobody wants to get left behind. Nobody does. And, and that includes the networks. The networks don't want to get left behind either. I mean, if, if it's a great deal for the network today, but people aren't watching, then they're going to want to change that as well, too, because they have to sell that to their advertisers. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to me to see what happens. I, I don't think we are done. <laughs> I really don't. I don't think that we're, we're done. I think that uh, uh, the, the, the ACC has is, is got some brand-name teams here. And there's uh, they're putting the lawyers on it. I'm sure I read that somewhere. It's going to be interesting to see what happens, but it's not over. 
All right, we'll talk again next week. We'll uh, review the roster and the schedule next week. A little bit more. We have two shows left before we take a summer break. Uh, so uh, we will uh, pick up our conversation next Tuesday on Hurricanes football. All right, Joe, but I want to wish you a happy birthday. I sing for you, but I don't want all the listeners to, <laughs> to, 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 to wreck their car or change the channel. But I want to wish my uh, my broadcast partner and very dear friend, uh, Joe Zagaki, a, a, a happy birthday. I won't tell everybody that you what, what, what number you turned, even though it's a very, very famous number in U.S. Yes, history. It is. But I, <laughs> I'm hoping, to, hoping that number works out good for me this year, one that's near and dear to your heart. It's it's worked out damn good for me, but uh, really, Joe, happy birthday, and thank you for everything you do for the University of Miami, and uh, I hope you you had a good birthday week, and and I know you did. Cheryl always does a good job, and Haley taking care of their their husband and their daddy. We had a good weekend. All right, thank you. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, buddy. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Don Bailey Jr. joining us. Let me talk to you for a moment um, about our next guest, which is going to be Huicho Hernandez. Huicho, he could be the mayor of Miami, uh, but we're going to talk college baseball with Huicho. Coming up next, we'll talk Hurricanes baseball. Big series coming up th- uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Canes are playing right now against FIU. So Huicho's in the on-deck circle. But first, how about getting the most out of the South Florida lifestyle in a new GMC from Williamson Buick GMC. I was just there uh, Monday uh, down at Williamson uh, Cadillac and Williamson GMC Buick. New GMC vehicles, they're arriving daily at Williamson. I can tell you they are. The truck was coming in when I was there. Vehicles were pouring in to Williamson Buick GMC, so they are sure to have the new GMC you are looking for. Over the weekend, I was driving the GMC Yukon. Let me tell you something. Wow! It's got plenty of room for the entire family. When you are in the Yukon, it allows you to ride in style and comfort. It's big. Uh, It is big. People are going to salute you when you have that Yukon. But it drives like you're in some kind of sports car. It is absolutely incredible. The new GMC Yukon, it makes a bold, bold statement wherever you go. And I was going up and down the highway in that Yukon. You can cover work and play with a GMC Canyon or a Sierra. These trucks feature bold styling, the latest technology, all with the toughness to get the job done. To get your new GMC, visit Williamson's beautiful facility, easy to find on US 1 and 104th Street, just south of the Palmetto or online at WilliamsonAutomotiveGroup.com. Get the most out of the South Florida lifestyle and experience car buying like never before from your premier GMC dealership, Williamson Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.